escape from plan A. So basically the East Coast of America is a very old society that had a very strong culture. So Asians as immigrants had to fit into what was already there. And that dictates the spaces that Asians can fit into society. And since the West Coast is a newer society with less tradition, Asians have much more freedom and flexibility in how they're involved in that society. I know we made it sound like living on the West Coast is way more comfortable for Asians, and that may be true, but we acknowledge that there are way different opportunities on each of the coasts, and we know a lot of East Coast Asians that really love and prefer the East Coast. Hello, friends and chums. Welcome to the latest episode of Escape from Plan A. I'm your host, Oxford Kondo, and I am here with Mark. How you guys doing? Jong. Yep. Teen. Hey, what's up? And Jess. Hey. And tonight's episode, we're going to do kind of, I guess, what, a, a, a East Coast versus West Coast uh, right. war or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's on the menu. I think, uh, I think a, that's on the polite, menu tonight. A polite conversation. It's not a war, because we know we won. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the it, difference it, uh, already. Already, that's the yeah. difference. It's they want to start a war. A we just want to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, pass- yeah. the passive-aggressive, uh, pacifist nature of the West Coasters. This is a topic that I think every Asian-American thing, podcast, whatever, ultimately has to do, right? Like West Coast versus yeah. East Coast Asians. Yeah, well, what, what Tupac and Biggie couldn't settle, we are carrying on in their That's legacy. Right. <laughs> but uh, before we go on, I do want to say, um, if you like us, please go and subscribe to us, uh, rate us five stars if you like us, leave a review, go read our articles on planamag.com. Uh, you know the drill, please do that if you like us, that's the best way to support us. And I think our, our listeners should know, this is the first time we're actually doing a Google Hangout uh, podcast. Uh, so we actually get to see all our faces. We usually do it over the phone because, I mean, the dream is, I guess, one day we'll all be in, in some kind of studio all together. But um, alas, that is quite far away. So <laughs> this is the next best thing. And, and I think we made a leap forward in which we, we actually get to see each other's faces. And yeah. Oxford's chin. Yeah, yeah right. I, my, my computer's <laughs> on an odd angle. So I, I hope you guys lo- like looking up my nostril. That's, <laughs> and, and That's exactly what I envisioned when I suggested we do this. Exactly. It's aimed directly I, I, at his cleavage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got the plunging neckline, too. Yeah, That's I have, right. That's right. I have beautiful nostrils, though. So, you know, you're in for a treat. We also get to see Jong's new uh, fuckbind hair. Fuckbind is the... Uh, <laughs> Jess, that's your that's your coin term for like the no the no, 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 no 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 fuck man. <laughs> yeah. No, Tian, Not- you you coined it, but I'm trying to make it a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I keep keep your fingers crossed. I think it's going to be a yeah. thing. Pl- Plan A has has copyrighted, trademarked, trade secret, everything on that. Right. So uh-huh. anyone who uses that has to pay us royalties. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Both spellings: the one with the C K and the one with the C C, the Italian version. Uh huh. Right. Right. You, you, you have to buy John dinner. Yeah, I'll take like, that. Be a lady. Be a lady about this. Buy him dinner before you, before you right. pull your moves on it. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, defining what this pod is about. So we have on on the West Coast, we have Jess and John, born and raised. They're they're living there, L.A. and uh, uh, Bay Area respectively, and then the East Coast natives, which is Teen and Mark. That's right. And then me. I'm I'm in both camps because I was born and raised in Vancouver, but I went to college, and then um, I'm living on in the East Coast now. So that pretty much means um, you guys cancel each other out, and only my opinion matters. So we can <laughs> no, just it doesn't because uh, you're Canadian. That's right. He's a neutral party. <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, we sort of touched upon this in the uh, our, our second gen Asians cursed uh, episode. But I think there is some qualitative difference between West and East Coast a- Asian Americans. And and you know, no disrespect to all the other Asian Americans out there. We know there's a big population in places like Texas and Virginia and you know the South and the Midwest and everywhere uh, we haven't mentioned. But I do think these are the two uh, dominant like. Mm-hmm metropoles of asian americanness and there are as i said qualitative differences so let's talk about them yeah i mean if you look at the volume of threads on places like reddit um it's, it comes up surprisingly frequently uh the, this question of you know uh wanting to try to find a better place for yourself in the united states as an asian american um and that mm. question always see, it seems to revolve around uh like Someone on the East Coast looking, you know, considering whether being in L.A. or San Francisco is better or vice versa. Or someone out in, like, Nebraska, um, Mm. which just, like, anything would be better. Um, So just lay it on me. Um, But it's definitely something that goes, like, it's definitely a thought process that I would say all Asian Americans have, right? On the one extreme, it's literally, do I want to stay in the United States or go back, Mm. quote, home, right? That's the extreme of that. But within that, if you're not quite ready for that kind of a drastic step, it's where in this vast country would be a little bit better for me than where I am right now. But isn't the answer to that question online almost always California, West Coast? Yeah. By West Coast, I I think that's shorthand for California, I think. I I, I don't want to disqualify the rest of the West Coast as being West Coast, but in the context of like a discussion among a bunch of like Asians. Yeah, I don't think anyone means like Seattle. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of threads that I read on this, and I could be be wrong, but I thought it was funny how people were getting specific as to, like, the specific city in California that they Mm. were zeroing in on. They're like, should I be on the East Coast or Arcadia? Right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's... (laughs) I I have seen a lot of shit talked about San Francisco, or maybe the the Bay Area, particularly, and, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with the... I think it's real, but I don't have any data to, to back it up. So I'll just say perceived gender imbalance mm-hmm. in which there are more men than women. And in that case, especially when you're talking about Asian guys, they feel like that really screws them over. Um, so, uh, but I think the rest of California does get a rather glowing report, but San Francisco does tend to get labeled as like a hell hole. Uh, when it comes it, to San it, it Francisco, I mean, I'll let I'll let John John take over uh, for that since he's repping San Fr- the Bay Area. Um, but as far as California goes, for Asian Americans, it's really just two places: it's the Bay Area or LA. There's uh, there's San Diego. There's a couple other major um, like, like regions, but I feel like if you're Asian American, you're, you're zeroing in on one of those two big uh, zones. Uh, maybe uh, we should talk about just like. Briefly, our, our personal experiences growing up in our respective coasts, um, okay. just what it was like. So anyone, anyone want to start? Teen, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I, so I grew up on the East Coast and I grew up, um, I, I would I would define the East Coast as basically the Northeast, right? I think if you're anywhere. And, and I think of, like, like DC is about as South as you can get, yeah. right? With, yeah. And Boston yeah. So is about as DC. far North. Boston is yeah. about as far North. So I grew up outside DC. Um, and I grew up in one of those, I grew up in a suburb, uh, in Maryland and it was like, 
for me, it was pretty ideal. I think I grew up like in, ex- in exactly in between like, you know, a really your image of like a really white preppy sort of East Coast leafy neighborhood and an enclave. It was like somewhere in between very diverse, um, but without like a huge Asian population, but not negligible either. Um, and I've always, I don't know, like in a lot of these discussions about East versus West Coast, I always find that there is a tendency to write off the East Coast as um, not, 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 not without some merit, but like a lot more conservative, whereas the West Coast is liberal. It's a lot more white, whereas the West Coast is diverse. It's a lot more button up um, mm. and sort of old school waspy, and the West Coast is sort of you know casual and relaxed. I, I find there there probably was some truth to that. There probably still is, but I, I don't know. I I feel, and I've spent quite a bit of time out in California. I, I thought about moving there at some point. I lived out there for a little while in in the Bay Area, um, and I don't know. I I don't really sense a huge. I guess I'm coming at this from the perspective that there's not a big difference between the coasts. Um, it, it, I feel really kind of the same about San Francisco and L.A. as I do the East Coast. It kind of feels the same. So I guess in this comparison, I, I, I guess my take on it is every time I hear people kind of debate the debate the, the big differences between East Coast and West Coast, I think we have more in common than we do um, differences. Definitely. Right. I, I mean, that's... <laughs> oh, no. Let's let's That's jump three thousand miles to but the like, other com- side. Uh, some somebody from the West Coast uh, counterpoint. Let's go. Okay, well I'm not, right. I'm not making a yeah. counterpoint. So, Jess, counterpoints. Yeah. What, what what is there to counter? He he, he didn't say anything. Well, T was like, oh, everyone's the same. So somebody somebody's got to lay down well, the hammer. I, I mean, like, no. I mean, we're the same. Like. You know, within the larger discussion, it's like compared to the Midwest or compared to other parts yeah, of the U.S., exa- right? Exactly. And exactly. in that sense, there's a commonality that people are like, okay, I, this mm-hmm. is non-negotiable. I need mm-hmm. these parts. And in that sense, yes, they're common. But I, I mean, guess what I'm saying is if you were to come out here, if you were to move to New York where yeah. I live now, you would not have a hard time finding like-minded people to hang out with. You would not I, – I mean there would be some adjustment and stuff, but no. it would not be hard for you to find a crew that you uh, would well, get along okay. with. okay. I would say this. Okay. Is there a sense out in San Francisco or LA that, um, that like the Asians sort of run the place? Because like, I agree with teen in that in New York city, you can find large enclaves or you can find large communities of Asian people. And if you wanted to like hang out with them and find like-minded people, you could find them. But there, I don't think there's a sense that like we control sort of like New York city. Right. So like so I I'm asking like Jess and like Jong, like, is there a sense that like in San Francisco or LA that like the Asian population sort of controls or like is like the big cultural force there? Uh, I'll speak from my from my own little zone of LA. Um, there definitely is respect for Asian ascendance. Okay. Um so I've you know, uh like my parents are in real estate, so sometimes I work, you know, on their behalf, and that takes me into these. Um, I think I think these are circles that are envisioned by the general public to be very white uh, elite circles, and I think in LA the reality mm. of what goes on behind the scenes would be surprising to a lot of people. Um, so there mm. is a lot. 
I don't see a lot of Asian people at the forefront, necessarily being the face of politics uh, or you know power. Okay. But if you if you just look behind the curtain, there is a huge presence of uh, of Asian and an Asian American. Uh, there's a lot of Asian presence for sure because that's you know that's the influx of cash that's keeping the city, um, sure, you know, growing at this point. But even within that, that there's a lot of Asian Americans as well in that uh, in that circle. So um, for sure, I see a lot of respect for uh, Asian Americans to the point where if I walk into a room, uh, I'm pretty comfortable. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with the expectation. That there is uh, there is a history of respect behind me that I'm not going to be necessarily looked down on or considered to be out of place because of who and what I okay. am. Um, I mean the the new owner of the LA Times, you know the uh, the flagship publication oh, right. of you know that's representing this uh, this this region um, is is Asian American, uh, and the uh, the reception for him for his new ownership for his leadership and you know. Quite frankly, the money he brings to keep this uh, to keep this uh, newspaper afloat uh, that has meant a lot to the city, and I see it in that in that uh, in his reception, even among uh, you know elite circles. He's he's that uh, he's that like pharma yeah, billionaire guy, right? Yeah, he owns a few. He has a few like research facilities, and actually, I know um, an editor over at the LA Times. Uh, it's, yeah, our dogs hmm. know each other, so we got to know each other. Um, but, and he, and he talked to, you know, he's been there for like 15 years and, you know, for a long time, several years, I heard him complaining about his job, kind of wondering if it's the right time to quit. And then, uh, and then he said, you know, Patrick Sun Xiang, you know, took over, you know, did, he, he actually did a, a lot. Like he completely turned the LA Times upside down in terms of organization, leadership, and even the operations. Like we have a goal. Okay. And then, so. And like. Suddenly, like so, he yeah. he just talks glowingly about his job again, and he talks about you know all these new you know updated you know uh, measures that he that this guy brought to the LA Times. Um, so, in terms of that's a that's a level of power that you just don't have in the East Coast because you that's have that's what like I mean. It's homegrown like homegrown yeah. Asian American yeah. billionaires out in the West Coast. You got him. You've got. Uh, a whole host of other people um, that are that made their fortunes here, right. and you you sense a lot of capital, like Asian capital, especially Chinese capital, coming into New York. And there's a lot of like expat bankers. There's a lot of like um, right, but it's wh- like foreign Asian. There's a know, lot of influence. foreign Asian influence, and then like the lo- local homegrown stuff. I think in New York is a lot more. Um, it's a lot more working class is my take on it. Yes. Like Chinese in, in New York are, are, I think we have like the highest rate of poverty among any group in, in, in the city. So it's a totally different class structure. Yeah. Here. Uh, I will say for local politics, um, I'm seeing a, a lot of change happen within the last 10, 15 years. When I grew up, you know, in the, in the nineties and early two yeah. thousands uh, in Arcadia, despite the city being very heavily Chinese, Local leadership was still predominantly like old money white, right? Like legacy families that had been here for generations. Um, and then as soon as like I guess the uh, the youngest, the younger of the Gen Xers started, you know, coming into adulthood, um, they started taking, they started getting politically activated in local politics. Sure. Um, so now you know our city council, our mayor, every um, a lot of that leadership has has turned Asian. And which which reflects the de- demographics of the city. And I know this is t- this is also true in out 
you know, uh, cities surrounding Arcadia as well. Um, even the cities that are predominantly working class, Asian mm. and Asian American, I'm starting to see a lot more uh, Asian American political like motivation, like presence in those in those circles. Um, and I think there's a difference. Like, uh, if you're Asian Asian and you come here, you're not that invested. You're here to you're, you're here. This is a transactional uh, relationship. Um, it's strictly down to business. Well, I think that's the point that team was making is that um, the Asian Americans yeah. that sort of have roots in the East Coast, um, they're I wouldn't say you know they're not poor, but they're of a lower socioeconomic class, and I think of a, of a cultural class, right? Like in Queens, stuff like that. In the enclaves. There's tons of, I mean, there's there's tons of like Asian American professionals that make a bank, make you know. But the thing I notice, like when I go out to the West Coast, is like I'll go to I'll go to a place like West LA, yeah. And um, I got a I got some friends that live um in like Playa Vista, you know that you know that place, just like near the airport, the new mega development. The Facebook, Google dormitory, basically. It's really pretty heavily Asian and. Uh, my friend is like the, he's like the unofficial mayor of life. So I walk down the street with him and he, he gets stopped by everyone and stuff. And you don't find that here. You don't find like neighborhoods that are like heavily, there's like a lot of young, well-to-do families in their thirties with like really young kids and stuff. Like for that group, that sort of like upward ascendant group, they kind of disperse a bit. You mean Asians? Asians. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of disperse a bit, right? Uh, yeah, you know what get, I mean? Like, yes. where in New York would you go to see, like, a whole bunch of, you know, Asian-American dentists, lawyers, accountants, <laughs> engineers all living sort of in the same place? Like, everyone kind of... Know, maybe, like, Hell's Kitchen or something? Uh, that, that's uh, the best guess I can... Because, like, that's kind of where, you know, uh, young professionals go when they first move to New York and mm-hmm. they want to be close to their offices. But, yeah, yeah, there's no real congregation of them, Yeah. But you know where it is. It's it's not in New York. It's in Fort Lee and Edgewater and <laughs> Palisades Park in Jersey. Yeah. And this goes to the false, <laughs> diver- the somewhat like false image of uh, the LA melting pot, I think. So you're talking about these, uh, you know, Asians who become, you know, they reach a certain class status and then they kind of like melt into, you know, the jet, like some ether, right? Hmm. Uh, Whereas here, you do see a super saturation in certain areas. Um, this is refle- This is across the board in terms of race. So what you see, like what, okay. what looks like diversity on paper actually means very segregated communities uh, that you see in it. Uh, this is good and bad, right? So the good is, you know, in my area, it's uh, like I if I walk around Arcadia, there's a chance that I could spend you know days without seeing say a white person or anyone any non-asian mm-hmm. wait are you are you talking that up how, as a positive like, overwhelmingly saturated this particular corner of the woods what uh, what what, is. what what is it more for you i'm saying it's both good mm-hmm. and bad right um it's good i mean if mm-hmm. i were able it, like i'm at the point where i'm considering you know uh, purchasing like an, an actual house house right to put down roots and um as much as i said you know in childhood i just want to get the hell away from arcadia and never look back now I kind of see the value. Okay, I, I there's less mm. value in it as a full-grown adult. There, I see a lot of value in growing up in this area, in having, uh, in just having that overwhelming demographic. The numbers in your favor just makes race kind of 
not an issue in your day-to-day life. That's not to say that mm. my school years were great. They were shitty. But, it, I, you know, I can't say I was ever bullied Just for everything else, right? Race, or, you know, made to feel different or inferior on that particular score. Um, just for everything, everything else that made me weird in school. But... Um, mm. Not that particular, and I think that that seems to be a dimension that a lot of people struggle with in their youth. Um, so if it came to say raising my own children, um, I I think I would want them to grow up in in this uh, in this bubble. And I know it's a bubble; it's not real. It's not real uh, in that it reflects the median experience of Asian Americans. But it's just, it's hard to see how many people struggle with that particular, like, racialized dimension of childhood and not want something a little bit mm-hmm. better. That doesn't involve, you know, like, going up to every, like, bully, white or black or Hispanic, whatever kind of bully, I, and, I, like, I would take... schooling them or something, you know? Like, you can't, you can't just fix the world around your kids. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, as, as, some, as someone who's lived on both coasts, uh, one thing that maybe want to leave um like vancouver and that whole area just kind of like uh, how isolated it is uh because in, in vancouver um i mean in terms of the nearest american city is seattle which is about three hours away the nearest uh, canadian city is like edmonton which is across the rocky mountains so there is i think and then you hear all this hoopla about the the un has ranked like vancouver the most livable city in this world and i do think that engenders this type of complacency in, in there and that's something I, I just chafed against because I knew this couldn't be the, the pinnacle of like human civilization. I was looking <laughs> around myself. Like, that's the equivalent of like when Playboy magazine said that George Washington University was the like country's number one party school. <laughs> Why do you remember really? that? Why do you yeah. remember really? that? <laughs> it had to be an SEC school. Really? It was, it was yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Washington it was one of University. Like, the methodology gives you a clearly fucked up answer and like the world's greatest cities are like you know, Brussels and or like uh, Geneva, Vancouver. Yeah, like Geneva or, and yeah. Vancouver, like the yeah, world's greatest city. Fuck cities. that, fuck that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, I, I was in L.A., um, I guess I guess that was like a month ago by now. And then I was I was with a friend and he, he lived in, he lives in Fullerton right now. And then we were like driving around spending time and I was just like. Wait, where, so, is, where is that exactly? Is that like, that's like sort of inland a bit? Inland Empire? Yeah, yeah, a little Fullerton? bit. Um, just north of Anaheim. So Disneyland. Oh, um, okay, okay. That's very far. I only know Anima- uh, Anaheim as the uh, city of the Mighty Ducks. That's all I know, Anaheim. <laughs> Triple Deke. Um, That's right. But, yeah, Fullerton actually has a lot of... I mean, my friend is Korean-American. It actually has a very large uh, Korean-American population. Um, I, I actually went to see the movie Burning There at, at this, uh, I think, city Ooh. called Buena Park. And it was just like, almost like being in Seoul, except there were palm trees everywhere. <laughs> just, like the, <laughs> just like the population. But There are no palm trees yeah. in Seoul. Yeah, so I, I asked him, so what do you think about, like, the people around you? And he was like, you know what, to be honest, they're just, like, very just meh. And, uh, and um, the, <laughs> Where is the he kind from? of... Where is he from? I mean, he was, like, born and raised in, in uh, actually, uh, Riverside. Oh, okay. uh, so he's, like, a California native. Okay. And, uh, the, uh, you grew up in Riverside? I mean, because, like, I mean, John, you told me this when, when I was in, in uh, California and I was, like, texting you guys. You're like, oh, welcome to the future. And that is... <laughs> Uh, but the downside of that, oh, you look man, around. That, that shaped you so much. No, and, and the downside of that, you look around and you're like, "This is the future. This is the future." Yeah. Well, not if you're in Riverside. <laughs> yeah, and and that that yeah. is exactly the thing about the West Ooh. Coast that I didn't like, and it was this sense of 
like complacency almost like laziness like you know what yeah we can we can get along we're never gonna really break through but you know there's enough of us that we can create Mm -hmm. a buffer zone right and what i do like about like i guess i mean i I call like new york asians but that you know you can be in like boston or you can be in dc or you can be in like durham or or maybe even like atlanta or whatever is that when you are kind of backed into a corner you do have a little more fight in you i think Mm-hmm. That's my well, theory. You either yeah. develop the fight or you totally shut down, right? Yeah, it's, it's like no, it's like fight I, or flight, I, right? I, so I, you, look, you, I wouldn't. I grew up like that. I wouldn't call it a fight. Like look, where I went, like it was it was common for you know your school to be like fifteen percent Asian. You know that was kind of the the number, and um, and you were not seen as weird because it wasn't fifteen percent Asian and then eighty five percent white. It was like fifteen percent Asian and a whole bunch of like you know, everything. Right. And, um, I wouldn't say that it was a fight. So like that, I had that fight in me. It was more just like, I was used to it, I think it is more of a true cosmopolitanism in the East coast than it is in the West coast. Mm. Um, I think when I'm in the West coast, I do also get that sense of, this is what bothers me about the West coast. Um, that, there is this intense pressure for everyone to be like it's very conformist i like i know it's the east coast that has this conformist mentality but i actually feel, find the west coast to be extremely conformist it's just a kind of unique californian identity um where there's a lot of sort of um you know there's a pressure to both be successful but not look like you're working hard yeah why, why are you wearing a suit dude Exactly right, like, dude, come on, relax, everyone, relax. Yeah. And then, who do you think like, you chill. are? And then everyone's, yeah, be who you are. Everyone's wearing I went the same to, workout I, I gear. Went, I went and to San Francisco, and they're talking about work all the time. Like, you sit down. I was, I was down over in Playa Vista. Who are you, you know, hanging everyone, out look, with? Only, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? No, no, no. I'm, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm talking about other people around me, right? They're talking about two things. One is like, you know, will will you put this on your Insta? And then the <laughs> other, the other thing that they're going to talk about is. The, the, the most common thing is like you see two people sitting down for lunch and you think they're either a couple or you think they're friends or whatever. No, one of them yeah. is the real estate agent. One of them's the buyer. <laughs> That's the only two oh. fucking relationships you'll see in West LA, I swear. I, I just want to I just want to interject. Um, speaking of Instagram, I just watched this uh, documentary on Netflix called uh, The American Meme. Which is, oh, is, I saw that. I didn't. I, I saw. Oh, you saw it. it? I, no, saw, I saw it come well, up. I haven't watched it yet. The thing is, I recently just uh, canceled my my Netflix, and it's gonna so got run like out. A I think few days towards, left. The, towards, towards the end of January. And now suddenly, I, I like I find all these things I want to watch. It's like, <laughs> That's how I get you. I, I watched That's this right. documentary, and it's it's like horrifying. I recently watched Free Solo, which was like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's about this guy, right? Who, the rock climbing who, one. The rock climber yeah. who climbs El Capitan in uh, Yosemite without ropes. This documentary this american meme was even more scary and it was all about these like uh social media celebrities (laughs) and and what they had to do to kind of keep up their uh lifestyle and and whatever and i they're like all based in california and so i was like oh fuck that it's not california it's not stop dude they're working every day here's what i i I think you're you are onto something right talking about this uh, conformity that you see in the west coast uh i've thought about that a lot too um and the thing that I come back to is uh, it's that we, we like talking about lifestyle, but we're not talking about uh, what fuels, you know, what provides you this lifestyle, and that's money. Um, it's mm. a raw fact that when we talk about, you know, L.A., 
New York, San Francisco. We are talking about like the three most expensive cities in the country. To yeah, live. yeah, for sure. So when we're talking about, so I, I think there's a lot of pressure uh, for people to project a certain an impression of the lifestyle that their hard work has brought them. Mm-hmm. And if you are in these regions, there's, I, I remember, you know, when I was, uh, when I was uh, doing a startup, you know, I, I was bootstrapping it. So, you know, uh, so it's not like I had a lot of time or a lot of spare cash to go do stuff. And for like two years, um, I realized like, when it, like looking back, um, all the stuff that I was like thinking I should go do and see in LA were from like, they were like social media posts by people who were visiting LA. Right? Oh, really? So, like, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't tuned into the, you know, I wasn't tuned into the city that I'm technically born and raised in at all. Right. I was disconnected from that culture. And, you know, I felt this weird amount of shame, right? Like, how am I, how am I presenting myself as, you know, as a person who lives in this, you know, metropolitan area, you know, one of the best places on earth to live and eat. Um, and then like, like not going out and taking a selfie by a palm tree or, you know, <laughs> posing next to a $15 smoothie or something. Well, like just, and these oh. are, these are the trappings of lifestyle um, that, that is easy to both mock because it's the most easily visible. Um, and somehow these are also the tokens of lifestyle that we are, ta- where we end up talking about when we do these whole, like, should I move to Manhattan or Los Angeles, um, questions that I don't think, I think it, it's, it's too shallow to really mean anything at that point. Um, when we get like, there is a lot of conformity because honestly, mm. if you're hanging out, if you are of a certain class, a certain, you know, professional class earning a certain amount of money, chances are you're going to just move right into that same bracket no matter which post you're going, you're, you go to. And once you're there, you are trapped by the constraints of that lifestyle. So it's not the coast, it's the lifestyle. Yeah, um, and I can how see that. You, how you fund it, that's yeah. going to be, that's going to have more of an effect on your ability to enjoy the city you are even in. To begin well, with. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll say this, is like, you mentioned just right now that like, um, you are sort of experiencing or you, you, you wanted to do things um, because of the Instagram photos that other like people were just visiting L.A. were doing. Yeah. And you sort of felt like, oh, my God, I grew up here. And I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. e- like every time, uh, you know, friends, a, a friend or a colleague will come up to me and say, oh, my friend's coming in. And, oh, I know you like going out or, I, you know, like you, you, you've been here for a long time. What do you recommend to do? I sort of like I panic a little bit <laughs> at times because I'm like, oh, I don't know what their friends are like. I don't know all the like hot spots. I know where I go, <laughs> but like I feel like, oh my god, I'm not giving them them like the the true New York experience that like every tourist is gonna want. So right. like, yeah, I see that. I, I get a little bit of that like panic you. of like I need to represent it, and I'm like not doing it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You just no, need also, a hand, you just oh, need a handful of places that you like. Your go-to. Well, yeah, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, for showing people around, you know. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. You may not go there yourself, but right. you no, know, no, no. Mark will be like, "Yo, I look, I prime and beyond. That's where you need to go." Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, I end up just go, yeah, I end up telling everyone to go to like a certain types of restaurants, or steakhouse or whatever, in New Jersey. And, that's. But, <laughs> but oh, also, yeah, no, I'll just like, be like an embarrassing story. Um, like uh, I think I was in like. Yeah, I was just, uh, someone had texted me, like an old college friend, uh, finally saying, hey, I'm going to go to L.A., uh, and I couldn't because I happened to be traveling for work at that time, and so she was like, oh, I just need, you know, sorry, I can't meet up with Was she not a Californian? Places. She 
was not. Mm. Uh, I met her in college in Boston, but she was a native uh, New Hampshire. I think she was in New Hampshire. Oh, geez. Okay. This was her first Granite time in State. LA. She's like, <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, so she's like, can you just give me a list of some recommendations, you know, places that you like? And I rattled off, like, like I think, like, five places. And then later she's like, you realize two of those places are closed now? Oh no! Well, that's like, pretty oh, normal well. in New York, you know. Yeah, that happens. That happens, time, though. You know. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. So you still like, feel one bad place though. Closed for a year. <laughs> like it, it wasn't. It was like, oh no! Last time I went, everything was fine. It was like it was closed for over a year. Uh. <laughs> like I didn't. I just didn't catch it. Um, oh, so, going off yeah. of this idea that oh, uh, I mean, they're like the coasts have a certain like superficial differences, but are main there are commonalities I, I will say this i think that sometimes it does get overplayed in which they it's like uh, i think there's this false notion that if, if there's just like a critical mass of asians then the, often the the common problems we see within asian america with with, with respect to you know oh, i don't want to hang around asians or i don't want to like date asians mm. that goes away is totally false because we see the same shit whether you grew up in let's say Iowa or you grew up in even like the, the San Gabriel Valley. Cause yeah. like one excuse is, uh, I, I grew up to around too few Asians. So, you mm. know, I, I just liked whatever's around me. So all my friends and all my like girlfriends or boyfriends are white. And then we see the exact opposite where it's like, Oh, I, I grew up around too many Asians and, and they all became <laughs> my cousins or my brothers. So that's why I only wanted to like befriend and date white. So, um, I, I do think there is this commonality that, that binds uh, Asians on, on both coasts, which, which is this idea of like, not fitting in. So I, I think it is important to state that, that it's not just uh, just like an uh, issue of numbers. There, there is this like pervasive mentality that's foisted on us. No, but numbers definitely no, I help. I disagree that numbers, with that. Numbers, numbers definitely yeah, help. Numbers like, temper that quite a bit. Uh, true. Um, but, okay, so I, I'm, I'm from Vancouver and I, I went to like a high school that's like 50-50. And there, I, I think um, there is this, uh, you know how like uh, like the most racist state in America is like Mississippi, even though that actually has like by percentage the largest black population. And that's probably mm. because the, the whites see the blacks and they're like, oh, they're like 30, 40 percent. You know, if, if we let up just a little bit, um, you know, they could take over. Therefore, we got to support any white motherfucker, even if he's like a, a mm. rapist murderer. I, I think that starts to creep in there. I think there is this. It, it, it's not just like a easy linear graph where yeah, it's like stake, oh, the more numbers the stakes the go up the stakes yeah, go it's, up it's like if, if there's like no Asians then mm. that's terrible if yeah. there's like uh, enough that you can at least find some commonality that's good but once you get to like a, a critical mass in which you can actually start threatening the dominant culture then it can actually get even worse I so I I feel like my life experience uh, actually follows that path pretty well every uh, with the exception of kindergarten like from elementary school onwards Every school that I've gone to has been progressively more diverse. Okay. So my elementary and middle school were pretty do you, white. Do you by that? Sorry. Do you, by that? Do you mean like less white? Yeah. Okay. But also more diverse. Okay. Like I mean, by not just more Asian, but no. just overall more diverse. No. So my elementary and middle schools were uh, very white. I would say like ninety percent mm-hmm. white. Um. And then the first high school I went to was relatively speaking diverse, but also not just racially diverse, socioeconomically diverse. Okay. Uh, but it was a private school. So you still had a certain, most of the students still belonged in the middle to upper class, right? And were generally going to be white or Asian. Um, 
And then my second high school, I went to Berkeley High. Berkeley High is a totally different demographic. Like, is that, like that's in Berkeley, California. Berkeley, right. California. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is a public school. This school in particular takes um, students from all over the East Bay. Basically, if your parent works in Berkeley, you were able to come to Berkeley High. So it was were, a, were okay. all your teachers a bunch of dirty hippies? No. No. <laughs> I had some really – I had some very memorable teachers. clean hippies. <laughs> They're clean hippies, yeah. Uh, not, they learn how to wash uh, after the 60s. I would only say like one or two of the – honestly, the white teachers were probably the hippies. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my hippie, black hippie teachers were, very white. were much more militant. Um, nice. Yeah, but uh, – Okay, yeah, I think so that was I, diverse. Yeah, like I don't know what the demographics were exactly, but mm. I think – like what I heard from word of mouth, somebody probably has the actual statistics, but it was, it went, I went from like a majority white school to a majority black and Latino school. Okay. And, um, and it was interesting because, uh, <laughs> first week of school, some, some Asian kid like pops up in uh, my photo class and, uh, he's just like, Hey, you're the new kid that transferred, right? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, he introduces himself. And I'm, I'm like, who who are you? Like, are you even in this class? He's like, no, I just, you know, we heard that you were around. So we decided to come say hi. Uh, <laughs> come, come hang out with us. A new, like, a new Asian kid is here. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> not like. disturbance in the force. Luke. It's not like there weren't any Asian kids, you know. But uh, I think that this might be. This is kind of how prison that, works. A little. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the metaphor is not completely false, you know? It's not, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, so then from there, I went to uh, college in Riverside. I went to UC Riverside. And that school has a lot of Asians. Like, I bet, yeah. Just generally, yeah. Spe- not, I don't know, like, percentage-wise, I don't think it would beat out Berkeley. Like, Berkeley's very Asian. Uh, it's UC, like 70 plus, right, at Berkeley? I, I don't know. It's a lot. I think it's seventy plus. Riverside's yeah. got more like party Asians and and what uh... Riverside Riverside is mixed. Riverside is oh, mixed. Yeah? It's okay. like half half. It's half okay. kids who bear, who like just qualified for the UC system, right? Um, UC mm. rejects. That's the nickname. Uh, uh-huh. And then the other half are are students that really want to go there for a very specific purpose. Like the they're, okay. like the undergraduate major happens to be really good for that field. And so yeah, mm. you get this like uh, first year was really fun because. You get a lot of kids that are like, um, I guess you could call them sheltered and like really focused on their studies and are for the first time like having this opportunity to hang yeah. loose. And Away then from you, the parents, man. Yeah, and then you this have these kids. This is the classic origin. Drugs. This is the origin story for you. This is how you became yeah. a story for me. This is how you became <laughs> yeah. a fuckbent. Well, it's the it's the fifty fifty <laughs> again. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My that that one might just be uh, in my blood, but that's uh-huh. just yeah. I was gonna say that's just genetic. Right? I, I was up to no good long before college, uh-huh. but yeah. So, but you have other kids like that, right? And um, it was just a lot of fun. Anyway, i I went from a I went from like going to parties where Asian kids were the minority mm-hmm. to going to both like parties where Asian kids are a minority and then like Asian parties. Right. And then, uh, by the time I went to university, it was like every single party was going to be 99, 98% Asian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like every weekend, uh, all the time. 
And that was kind of a trip, right? Like, mm. even though even though the Bay Area has Asians, um, first, like, your experience, I think, is going to be really different based on what kind of, what socioeconomic class you're in. So yeah, if you're on, like, yeah. the upper, like, middle to upper end, you're going to be hanging out with a lot of white people um, and kind of trying to do that that whole aspirational thing. And then if you're on the lower end, then I find it's kind of like pockets. Um, mm. You know, there's pockets out in Richmond. There's pockets in Oakland. Uh, San Jose would probably be one of the better places in terms of numbers. Um, but you always feel like you always you don't ever feel like you own the room. You feel like you're maybe a big. You mean part if there's the too room. many Asians? No, 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 no. Just like Just in when you're in Asian spaces, like if you're in Oakland's Chinatown or even San Francisco's Chinatown, you've, you may have taken over the corner of a room, right? But you've mm. never taken over the room. Okay. When I was in when I was in SoCal um, and visiting places like SGV or you know going back to to the like the neighborhoods that I'm you know of my new friends that live down there. You took over the room. You took over the room. You took over the building next door. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like, the, you're running the hot dog stands outside of the club. It's you own the club. Everybody. It's on. Yeah. yeah, it's on another level. Yeah. Um, it's going, like it's like a different world. It's like the guy sweeping the floor all the way and up to the the owner and you know the the VIP patron at, in this room. They're all Asian. Yeah, mm -hmm. right? it's a whole ecosystem that's dominated. Yeah, so it's it's uh, L, like L.A. or the SoCal in particular, in terms of a, an enclave being a bubble, is definitely true. Um, but that's a long way of saying I think uh, I think there is value. Like if you haven't experienced it before, um, mm -hmm. it's kind of nice. It's definitely kind of nice. I think to to what Oxford was saying earlier um, about how you no matter what you always have these sort of kind of people who are like oh it's too many Asians. I actually was one of the there's too many Asian people uh, when I was growing up because the, you definitely had social you definitely had social cliques that were like mostly Asian. But where I grew up, Asians were pretty wealthy, and wealthy Asians are fucking assholes. They're like they're clicky as fuck. They're judgmental as fuck. They get they wealthy Asians get spoiled. They drive fucking nice cars. They got great clothes. They got tons of freedom, and they do well in school. Like they got it all. And my sense of like trying to I didn't avoid it most of my friends were still Asian but like there was a certain class of Asians that I sort of had a certain contempt for just because of how clicky they were yeah. and that continued and I think in California um, those clicky Asians I think had were pretty plugged into the kind of uh, Asian I like the Asian identity that I see out in California and I've always kind of loathed it because it was a it was a monoculture and uh they all were into the same things from my perspective mm -hmm, i'm not saying mm -hmm, that that's totally mm -hmm, true mm -hmm. but from my outside no, perspective, i get you i get you yeah yeah and it was like it, it was funny because i actually felt like the common conception oxford i think is this idea that the person who wants to sort of avoid other asians is sort of like looking down on those asians and sort of saying i aspire to have more non-Asian, particularly white friends. But for me, actually, I always felt it was kind of like the 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 non-Asian spaces were kind of like kind of 
a little bit doofier, a little bit more accepting, <laughs> a little bit easier actually to get along with, like the reject huh. table. And really? the Asian kids in my high school, mm. I'm talking about high school, um, were extremely uh, snobby and and uh, exclusive and the, you know they and and whatever. Uh, that was kind of the situation I had going on in the East Coast. And um, it, it actually took me some time to sort of like stop loathing that that sort of that's that snobby Asian American monoculture that I think is really embodied in California, in particular Southern California. I yeah, that's that's you just described my high school, JT. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I do think that sense of, like, this Asian um, superiority is is a little, um, like, myopic because in because like, in college, yeah, we had these, for example, these like uh, cr- like Korean students who were like sons and daughters of these like big, uh, you know, big successful businesses, and they had their own little scene, which which I was like totally unaware of. Really, I had like a couple of friends who afterwards told me all about it. I was totally. Uh, oblivious to that scene but it, it was like you know it was like a whole world out there and yeah they were like the kings and queens of that scene but it's like ultimately in the end they're, they're irrelevant you know like 10 years from now who's like running all the 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 who's like rising in the ranks of like what matters in in america in terms of like industries whether it's in business the creative industries or whatever mm-hmm. these people are insignificant and i think they're yeah let, let's not let's not delude ourselves into yeah maybe there are like these pockets of of asian um like like high, high like high class clicks or whatever, but but in the end they're, they're they they can't really exert any influence on America. Well, even if they did, I'd still loathe them. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not saying these are I'm not saying these are good people by any means. You know, like they're, they're yeah. like shit bags in every bad, race and ethnicity. They're not bad, people. No, I mean, they're not bad sorry, people. no, I can't. I just I, I can't agree with the the first half of what you said. Yeah, um, I grew up with a lot of loathsome Asians. Um, that they're Asian does not really. Um, that I still will like be protective of them just speaks to how I identify as Asian American. But if sure. they were like if there were nobody else in the room, I'd fucking like tear them a new one. Like I hate them. No, right? I'm not saying so they're I good people. I'm just saying no, that no, no, but, like, they are the ultimately powerless statement. in the long run. No, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. No, I, I mean I, that, that's no. what. No, where where I'm coming from, that the, they either like just go like go back to Asia or whatever, or they have some like little like K town or like Chinatown scene to themselves, but. But like it's like let's not delude ourselves. What do you mean into by that? What do you what do you mean by some little Korea town, some little Chinatown to themselves? Right? Like, like I don't like they know. They have, is, their, they have is... their niche scene. No, that I disagree. I, I disagree. That... I think I think that there's some in, amazingly influential Asian Americans out there. That it's it's something that I mean we're really focused on this sort of like public side. The mm-hmm. really you know we're looking for like really really visible signs of Asian American success and influence. But I think a lot of it. You don't, and you don't have to look that far, but it, even if you pay attention to, say, entertainment, there's actually a lot more Asian-American influence behind the scenes than in, f- in, in, front, of the, in front of the camera. There's yeah, but those are, not, those are not like the super clicky, like kind of like what, what we call just, like, Fobby Asians. No, I'm not okay, talking about these, Fobby Asians. I'm not, they weren't Fobby. Uh, not all of them, these, anyway. Like, but for, geographic concentrations of Asians, right? You know, talking about San Diego Valley. I mean, I'm not... A very visible or particularly influential Asian, but you know, I have been an entrepreneur. I, I, I still am, I suppose. 
Um, all these networks were formed as a result of this high concentration of Asians fostering this kind of proto-Asian-American yeah. mm-hmm. Asian-American networking so, is valuable. It's worth something now. Um, it can yeah, get you places it's now. It's tremendous. Yeah. And this is, this, is, this is what we need to foster more of, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I, I resent the... You know the myopia, as you say. It, I mean, it is true. You do. You you know that's just an inevitable consequence right. of, of being in a very particular isolated pocket, right? But these are the hotbeds of. These are the foundations for you know the exceptional to go out there and be exceptional in their own way. But this is this is kind of where like the heart is. This is where home is. This is home base. Well, yeah. Um, without without you know supporting that, respecting that and, and you know participating in that, I just don't see, you know, what alternative there is to to create, you know, a vision of Asian America. Well, yeah, I, I think I, we need I, to I be would... No, well, what I'm saying is for from my experience, like those those scenes in which uh, you know, like Asian people could exert that kind of dominant almost oppressive influence or almost exclusively kind of like more more of the fobby end in which case they're uh, these are the kind of people who like after co- high school or college they would kind of drift away to asia more uh and they would not stay there maybe it's different uh in like california or something but that was my experience so i'm saying that if if you experience that kind of like bullying or exclusion from them and, and concluded oh you know what asians have, have made it they're actually now the top dogs that's completely false because that is them carving out their own little niche that nobody cares about. And at best, they're going to dominate this little scene that nobody cares about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. we, we have to be careful to sort of, uh, yeah. you know, define <laughs> which group we're talking on, about, right? I define, you know, yeah. very specifically, there's Asian power and Asian American power. Right. And it, yeah. The so there, that, you know, there are I think more we're still connected. talking about the different coasts or what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think know. we concluded that both posts are bullshit or something. I don't know. Um, okay. Do you guys really, you guys really like freezing John, your asses John, off in the winter? John just proved my point, see, at the very beginning. There's really no fucking difference, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> at least and I, okay, we can drive in the rain, okay? No, you, you made at that least. point. Here's one difference, though. Like, um, like I born and raised in, in Southern California, and, you know, I went to college on the East Coast uh, in Boston, uh, and the one thing that I kept like see like feeling from meeting other Asians there mm. is like, wow, these guys are fucking intense. I don't know what's <laughs> going. On. Like these people are intense. Like like yeah, I was talking like um, a Queens uh, Chinese American girl who lived, you know, who was also on my same like dorm floor in freshman year. Her name was she Rachel was Chu, and her mother was the number one real estate agent in Flushing. <laughs> she <right>. was intense. <laughs> she ended up marrying a billionaire. I mean, like, <laughs> I, like, like, I don't know, like, 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 I, I, I wish I could remember, maybe I will in a second, but, like, I just remember, like, things would set her off, like, she would get intense about these things, Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, you know, like, you know, she was very vocal, very motivated on racial matters, you know, in a, in a dimension that I couldn't quite access at that point, because I just stepped out of, like, the Southern California bubble, uh, and she's like, this is fucking bullshit, Asians are, you know, and, and, and like, I've come to, uh, like, understand the validity and the reality of that. Uh, but like I don't know, like it always struck me that you guys on the East Coast, your hackles are never quite all the way down, right? Yeah. Even when you're chill, they're always kind of like at half mast and ready to flare up in a <laughs> second. I, I, I feel like I've actually spent the, the majority of my life on the West Coast, so 
And I would yeah. actually. I don't know. But well, I find people. Yeah, I find people from Coast. the west. I find people from the west coast are not comfortable with conflict and confrontation. And uh, that is one thing true. on the east coast you must get used to. I have to say, I'm that. very comfortable yeah. with conflict yeah, and confrontation. Yeah, we legalized weed. This is how conflict avoidant we are. <laughs> yeah. okay, like, I, I, I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with e-conflict, at least you know. <laughs> West coasters so, yeah. are so full of themselves with this weed, the weed culture, as if we can't get everything here as well. Oh, it took a long time, and the quality was it pretty. Yeah. yeah, there's a big yeah. difference. Let us have this. You guys oh are just God. now catching up. Our beer is much yeah. better than yours, you right? You still we don't have, have, hash we have food access pairings. to everything except that no. one thing. Had that hash Californians, Californians are convinced that we're desperate for In-N-Out. Nobody gives a shit about In-N-Out. <laughs> In-N-Out sucks, it, it, guys. If you were smoking weed as good as ours, you would be. It's Shake Shack. That, that's what I, I've discovered. Um, it's fine, but I, I don't... Shake Shack I mean, I, isn't I, that great either, by the I'd way. rather have Del Taco than, than fucking In-N-Out. Hey, hey, okay, so. uh, Del Taco's pointless. Del Taco's fucking pointless. Any other Del Taco? Hey, so here's a question. Here's a question. I got a question. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do you think people listening to us would be able to identify where we're from based on yes. how we speak? You yeah. think so? I think really so. Think? Not yeah. just yeah. not just voice, but content of what, what we're well, saying. That, that's true. That's true. But okay, okay. Here's where <laughs> I was going with it. Right? Is like, I, I don't know if we're aware of it, but there is sort of like an Asian American accent or voice, right? There is. There's a certain, there's well, a certain considering, sound. Considering the fact that like for the first six years of my life, I spoke predominantly Korean, there would, it would be kind of weird if you I have a Korean sounded, exa- it would be weird if I sounded exactly like some like yes. white, well, or even like black kid who like some spoke comments English. Or, I mean, that's, some that's commenter true. to one of the early pods referred to you as the guy with the Korean accent. I was like, which, which guy? Really? The Korean accent? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> which one? I mean, but, I mean, but, it John, is what, a little what, bit there, but. Where were you going with that? Like, the, well, the, just, what, what is this Asian American accent? I, I've never heard of that, to be honest. No, it's real. It there's is. A, there's that's what I'm saying. There's American Californian accent, too. Uh, yeah. like, really? This, huh. You know, when I went to college, you know, um, you know, I'm surrounded by people from from literally all over the country, right? And then someone behind me raised a raised his hand, an Asian American. Uh, suddenly, like like six months into being in Boston, he just raised his hand, started talking, and I was like, "Holy shit, he's from California!" <laughs> wow, I can hear it. Oh my god, we sound we there's a we have an accent. And then, like, I remember just like getting getting on the phone and needing to tell everybody back home, "Do you know we have an accent?" Yeah. Hey, teen. And like, don't we don't? All right, teen, say water. Water. See, that's... I've heard... Well, actually, I don't know what New Yorkers sound like, but I've heard I, somebody on the East Coast... Like, I don't have a... Dude, I, I don't, I'm a man of the world. I don't have a regional oh, accent. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only reason you can place me as a New Yorker is because I speak so worldly. And, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Wait, John, are you talking about like the, like the the Philly way of saying water, which is kind of like water? Oh, maybe, water. maybe that's it. Maybe that's well, it. okay. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. They're apparently, different apparently, uh, people in Philly sure. say like water, which I actually never water. heard, even though what I lived there for four years. Like, I have water. no wait, idea. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you like, never heard? You hear it? You know, get, get a. How'd you live in Philly yeah. and not hear that? Yeah. Oh my no, god. Nobody ever asked you when you have it. You don't hear it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we got a few minutes, I guess, before uh, time's up. You wanna? Should we just shoot the shit about celeb ce- celebrity gossip? Do you wanna do that? Uh, sure. Uh, it I sounds guess. like you uh, want no, to. I, so we, yeah. go ahead. I have one last. I have one last thing to say about this post thing. I yeah, do too. But go ahead. Just as the last word. We have more to to dissect. I think we have more to dissect. Go ahead. 
yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, I don't. I, we we kind of scratch the surface on that. And I, I, okay, not the last word. If anybody wants to say more, like come in. But um, you know, in thinking about it, uh, you know, I've had to think about this. You know, after college, you know, where where do I want to stay? Right. I lived in uh, in Boston and New York for another year after graduating before heading back home. So I, I, I've ha- like, there are periods where I do have to confront this question, where do I ultimately want to end up? And, uh, and I can't get around the fact that this all hinges around, like, money. Because if, you, if you're fucking mm. loaded, the answer to where should I be is everywhere. Yeah, like, right. everywhere. Right. Enjoy the best that every place has to offer. Right? That's the obvious answer there. Um, for the rest of us, with more constrained means, it's really taking a good, hard look at what you're willing to live without more than what you're willing mm. to live with. Uh, in, in, for me at least, in, in deciding what to, uh, like, where specifically. What does the East Coast have to offer you at all, though? <laughs> because, because uh, I you're... ask you that, I ask you, <laughs> I ask you that <laughs> question in that way because I find that the migration patterns of uh, Asian Americans is usually westward. Right. The people will come yeah. to the East Coast True. for school, and most of them will go back. Says a lot, a lot doesn't of it? East Coast, yeah. A lot of East Coasters go to That's West Coast. That's because they're quitters. Exactly, and a lot of East Coast. And I had a friend. I had a friend from California who was scared of bricks, and then he could only deal with. He could only deal with stucco. Wait a minute, what? He could only deal with stucco. The the Asian American Manifest Destiny goes the opposite way. Yeah, uh, back to the homeland. There's a lot of East Coasters that go west for school, and And the only ones the only ones who come back are the ones that can't afford it. Everyone else stays. Uh I don't yeah, know so, about that. So who's the real Very few people well, come I, back, I just, back east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know what I will what say? I remember, yeah. what, what's the, what's the whole outdoor situation like in uh, yeah. in the East Coast? Because in California, we have great outdoors. Have you we heard have, of Yosemite? We have, we have well, okay well, yeah, outdoors. That, that, well, that, that's because your cities suck and you got you got to get away. We we that's love right. our cities. We want that's outdoors. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, Central, right. Central Park is all the nature you need. No, you no, no. You don't want to go hiking or you know, get some you fresh get air. We have a break. New York, New go York. Go for a bicycle ride is, in the hills. Our outdoors. thing. People our don't realize. You could surf here. I mean, yeah, surfing in Surfing in like, what is it? North Beach or whatever. What is it? Go far, far Rockaway. Yeah, you go no, to the it's, ocean, it's about right there. as good as surfing in San Francisco, which is right because you guys have surfed there, right? No, but it's I a, have it's not a, personally. It's a, it's a culture, but I've heard of people that I, I know someone surf. who does both. I'm a I've seen YouTube videos. Both. I don't. Touch yeah, I couldn't deal with the weather. Four years, it like okay, like like. And the uh, hiking situation is dope. In college, someone knocked on my dorm and was like, "Hey, we're gonna go out shopping for long underwear." Mind you, this is a year into my stay in Boston. And I just remember looking at her and being like, what the fuck is long underwear? Like, what, what, what do you, like, what do you need that for that, like, regular underwear can't handle? Uh, right? Why like, is this always a question me? for Californians? It gets but, cold uh, and you need extra clothes. I don't think it yeah, I, mean, I get it. Well, no, I get 15, it. Teen, it doesn't get, get cold it. out there. It's like, just... I just, 50 degrees I just is cold for them. Like Here's the it. thing with I, our outdoors, John. Ours, out, our outdoors is actually, like, alive. Y'all's is just burned down, right? This is the difference. <laughs> oh! You guys oh, live in a charred... That's you, you, you guys live in the landscape of Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. That, At least that, we had yeah, trees to burn down, though. You guys had trees. Oh, we yeah, have tons no. of trees, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we live... In the East Coast, New we York still State. don't have this problem of... Uh, ran- no, seriously, that is kind of a concern, is... Uh, the, the environment out in the West Coast is pretty fucked up, especially in SoCal. Yeah. That's yeah, the one thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's don't, true. Don't express I mean, your concern, man. Lawns, except, for God's sake. Except, you, you, that's right. You shouldn't we, have lawns. We get sunshine in the winter. 
Yeah. <laughs> LA that is, is trying. I, I don't have to wear can... thirty pounds of coats just to go outside. Hey, but we can we can we can yeah. drive when it rains. Okay. It, LA... the, the cities don't shut down. <laughs> That's just LA. All right. Don't don't don't. LA is destroying the entire fucking state's water table and the environment around it in a desperate attempt to not turn back into like some desert, desert. town in Mexico. For your salads. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I think we can end it right there because without our agriculture, you guys are just not eating very well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, can we'll be, do right. you can be our farmers. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sneak us in right there at the tail end of this. Like, there is no beating California like food, especially for Asian cuisine. There is no, there is no comparable city mm. for LA in the entire United States. Yeah. That's true. Man, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, although I say, you know, really? Jess, you, you okay. and I, along with, you know, a bunch of our, you know, Plan A friends, we went to Parks Barbecue. It was very good, but uh, I don't think it was, like, leaps and bounds better than what we could get at, at K-Town in New York City. Maybe, no, it's set. Maybe my tastes are, like, unsophisticated or whatever, but, I mean, it was good, but I, I didn't think it was, <laughs> like, York, I'm sorry, you think pretty... Jack Daniels is good I mean, whiskey, like, so in, in I don't New York know, City, man. we probably won't see, like, Daniel Day Kim, you know, in the corner right across from us, but... But, Oxford, here's the, here's the thing that I, that I still get kind of a kick out of. Um, the only thing that you did eat in the San Gabriel Valley was in and out Nice. Also, your guys' so, uh, festival scene is a little lacking. I mean, this, this may yeah. not apply so much to the wait, wait, you mean the EDM what, what, what stuff? Fest, EDM stuff? Wait, wait. Oh, just in I general. That, I, general. I think there's a couple of music festivals are, are, yeah, are just horrible. a hell on earth. I, I uh, take pride in the fact uh, that... You guys well, can take Burning Man. You guys can take it. You can keep Burning Man. You know... What Music festival are like, like everything wrong with with everything. But, no, uh, no, but yeah, like yeah, Electric yeah. Zoo is pretty good, dude. The EDM you know, scene, like look, the governor's if thing. If you're an Asian American, if you're a young Asian American, there's no music scene out there like the EDM scene. Okay, one. Yeah. So if you're well, into there's that, there's a big EDM scene if, in the East Coast. What are you talking about? Yeah, but we have a better one. Two, it just in okay. general, if you're into music, I think we have a lot more acts coming through. We have bigger shows, bigger festivals. You have, you have yeah. more room than like New York City. Really, that's you, not, you think more acts are coming through like, California than, than New York City? What, you, you, every what, act has to you guys still have come a through New York. Every, every single okay. tour. You guys have a every single show? every single tour has to have a New York stop and an LA stop. So there's no. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, every tour like, has an festivals. LA. It's a lot, but that's why I said festivals. Festivals are a different story. Okay, you can have you can you can have festivals and agriculture. They play like two songs and they get on stage. No, I think this is just a generational gap, but. <laughs> Probably. Yo, we're the same age, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we have it's Woodstock. All about state right? of mind, we have state of mind. Hey, you'll never hey, put beat the that. microphone closer to like your chest. It's just gonna be like who? You? Oh me? That's his chest. That's his heart. His heart beats permanently like that. The festival heartbeat. It's been pounded. Like the music scene was a huge part of my growing up. I mean, I like. Like I said earlier, despite it being like like heavily like Asian, um, but I did say also like LA is a very segregated city, um, so I did grow up relatively isolated. The music scene was one of my few ways to actually um, see a lot more people mm. um, than I normally would have. Uh, this is people of all colors, but especially meant a lot to me that there was a strong Asian American like music scene in in LA. And again, you know, this is only possible because of you know, these pockets, these intensely concentrated pockets 
of Asian Americans growing up together, you know, creating together, and then having that kind of social backing to be able to make uh, to make a go of it on that scene and create, you know, events that other people would also come to. So there is this like snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Are, are you talking about so, like like K-pop conventions or like Asian American? No, I'm talking about like EDM. You know, um, like K-pop wasn't a, wasn't really uh, like it was big, but it was bigger with like my Taiwanese friend for some weird reason. Um, so I wasn't really, but like EDM, like the alternative music scenes, you know, all of that, um, and the luxury. Looking back on it now, was was in being able to access all of these spaces yeah. and not also feel like, oh, I have to like pretend to be white or you know I have to sell some sell out a little to be accepted in this space. Like I could just I could just count on there being enough people that I would either just be one in the crowd um, mm-hmm. or just like or just like just blend in and just get on without having to worry so much about like oh are people gonna like hate on me or no it's it's very it's it's yeah. very empowering i think to see you know asian youtubers on toyota corolla ads and just the other day <laughs> yeah. uh mcdonald's just kicked off its new breakfast sandwich uh, launch with a uh, morning edm party at um yeah, so downtown six LA to eight from six and you get free did, did you talk that on twitter teen Oh fuck yeah! yeah. I think dude, he's who? being sarcastic, dude. Come on. The the, the the morning EDM party is originated in in the Bay Area. It's now a thing in LA. McDonald's is into it with that. Is it Killa Manila or Manila Killa? That guy. Um, my fucking nightmare. I don't know who gets up on six. You know, shows up at a place at six a.m. on Thursday to wrap up their partying by eight a.m. so they can get to work they, on time. They they better have the best tasting sausage egg McMuffin in the world. For me to get up at that it's time. fucking insane and you literally get you have to go get the sandwich and get the coupon and then show up Dude, at the door that's, that's that's an amazing like the, that's actually literally like a memory that i and my friends have you know like going out partying all night uh and then you know wrapping up and then you go to like mcdonald's or no but this is the other way you got to go to mcdonald's first and then you go to the party <laughs> yeah no this isn't like oh, yeah that. and let me no, tell no, no. you let me tell you this is like the beginning of your day you, you wake up this encapsulates you pregame 12 hours beforehand john yeah or <laughs> five you know. this encapsulates california so. to me uh and i had this problem when i was living there it's like there's a constant pressure to be fucking awesome and like having an awesome time and fucking just like maxing out every yeah, possible moment. Oh no, we want to have an awesome time. Everywhere. No, see, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking everywhere. about. That's pressure. That's a lot of pressure to yeah. be enjoying every single moment. Why? And everyone's always like, that's how you get May- FOMO. Maybe. That's how you get Instagram culture is this ingrained obligation to have a shitload of fun like all the time to the no, point where you're I celebrating. It's an emergent property of being, uh, of being in these high pressure metropolitan areas. Like if you're paying three times more in rent than you know Kansas, right? Uh, you have well better have a reason for it, and that reason manifests in like I I I can walk to like an amusing brunch spot. I just spent all night staring up Woody Allen's butt. You know, like yeah. The, the, like, but the joy, I will what, say that what the joy. Yeah, what did you say? Someone said butt? she. Woody, Woody Allen's, Allen's butt. butt. Anyway, let, let, let's move I, on. Let, let's pretend. Well, uh, but it's like, I, I don't think this is a coast. This, this isn't a coastal thing. This is absolutely a demographic. No, thing. in New York, I will say this. In New York, yeah. I will. I would. I would posit this that there definitely is more. There isn't 
quite because we go through regular cycles of widespread seasonal depression and we're really getting into the heart of it right now no winter is awesome winter is awesome it is awesome if you know how to spend the winter in new york oxford you're you're inside that's inside right I, you, I'm in, a what at heart? In, in, a Russian at heart. You're kind of, you're kind of a Russian at heart. I, I feel <laughs> like, like you, you know why I think you'll see a lot of like Siberian in you. <laughs> you know why I think you'll see a lot uh, more social media use is partially because it it was created here. That's like, true. So, social That's media true. as we know yeah. it effectively originated from California. Yeah, and, it's yeah, just and so we had earlier. Than, like, right. it's, it's all your fault, John. Yeah. Just because it's changing, man, doesn't mean we're destroying it. Actually, okay? Facebook originated okay. uh, on the guys, East Coast. Guys, we should wrap this up soon, just to let you guys know. Yeah, sure, okay. But uh, you know, it's it's funny that like you mentioned all this stuff about the. Um, if someone like, needs to talk having off, just pressure, go ahead. it's fine. Yeah. Having pressure to like uh, uh, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's yeah, it, it it's sort of justifying the fact that you're living in a city where. It's like three times the the rent of like you know any other place in the world, so you sort of have to. But you know, in the East Coast, we we do it in a normal way, you know, just hookers and blow. I don't know why you guys have to exactly. do like mid morning or like early morning yoga and fucking like <laughs> big, next big level, muffins. Dude. Just have some like yeah, the snorts and coke the and go to work, of, man. Of, like, what the hell? Uh, Yolo in the eighties. Blow is cocaine is very cleansing. And, uh, you don't eat. Says, says you know, the guy that skinny. says Molly had no effect on him. That's incredible. You're like you're like one of those Hindu. You're like one of those Hindu yogis that can get blasted with LSD and they do a PET scan and there's like no fucking change. You're already on that higher plane. That's the fucking problem, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a- any it. final thoughts uh, as we wrap this up? Um, I'm not. I'm not moving. West Coast, best coast. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, not, oh. I'm not. I'm not moving either. East Coast is going. As I as I said, as someone who sampled both coasts, I am firmly in New York City. Uh, ride, ride and die, or ride or die, whatever. <laughs> I am staying here. Um, I mean, California is nice to visit, especially to see you, Jess, and, and Jong, hopefully sometime in the future. But I am firmly staking my flag here in America. Yeah, like, by any the way, place just, in America, that, I'm just right that here. term, ride or die, where do you think that came from? I, I think, yeah. uh, I think um, uh, Nas you... or something came, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> came from Queens, baby. Came from Queens. Oh, you know, you know, Nas has has a fried chicken uh, restaurant now that's like loved by like bougie people. Sweet really? Oh, really? Sweet chick. Great. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Is it good? Have you tried it? No, no. I haven't tried it yet. Awards, but tra- Trevor but our friend says Trevor says it's, says it's yeah, not good. Apparently, it was voted like number one fried chicken, and our friend Trevor's like, "Oh hell no! Like fuck that!" <laughs> he said Popeyes is better. Uh, actually, Popeyes oh, yeah. is fantastic. Popeyes, Popeyes, yeah, Popeyes is, good. is fucking good. Um, yeah, so there's, good. there's a place near me. Uh, uh, Bob White <sighs> Counter is very good. Nice. Amy Roots very good in Harlem, but um, yeah. Anyway, well, I, grew, I, uh, I grew up. I I grew up. I'm in par- very partial to New York. I think yeah. New York actually, you know, there's space to grow as a human being here. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're not as mentally penned in. Uh, uh, I think, and, and I don't know, actually I have, I'm pretty, I, I kind of like East Bay of, of, uh, I like the East Bay quite a bit. Um, but SoCal is my, I like visiting LA. I'm with Oxford on this. I feel just ideologically constrained. I feel a sort of, I, there's a Leviathan in LA, the the darkness of the American soul can be found there. 
I find it. Whatever. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Okay, here's how I put it. Like, uh, Tina and Mark, if ever I want to hang mm. out with you, I can like text you guys like, "Hey, you guys want to have a drink after work tonight?" And chances are you can make it. That's if I true. Were, like, California with you, uh, Jess and Jong. Jong, you'd have to get on a plane well, and fly I, like two I hours mean, right. What and do you want me to do about that? Dry, like, <laughs> like an hour. So what I mean yeah. by that is that I cannot have a conversation, generally speaking, with with my friends in LA about anything other than real estate uh, or the weather. That's the that's the only fucking thing we can talk. I about. I think that's on your friends, though. <laughs> yeah, but my friends are pretty <laughs> representative. See, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just many different representative types of LA because that's the kind of city we are because we're diverse in viewpoints. Oh, well, you have is the same a, hatred that like of West, West LA. Hey, as maybe I we do. can just settle you know, this. Can you, we do, you know, you agree with me on this about West LA. Can we do an apartment West swap LA for like three or two months? Sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I I like my like 250 square foot studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so like. As someone who was born and, you know, not born, but like raised in the East Coast, not in the city, but I've lived and worked, you know, in the area for a long time. And my my family's here. I don't think I'll ever move out of the East Coast, you know. Um, you know, like Oxford is saying, uh, I like yeah, visiting don't. L.A. But, or, or California. Real estate's too bad here already. What's that? Stay. Yeah, thank you. Real estate's yeah. already too expensive. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's no way I'm moving out there. I'd try living okay. in New York. Yeah, you'd yeah, probably you'd get like back. It, man. You probably wouldn't last very long, though. I think you'd probably get back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a little more faith in John. Yeah, New York is a sort of... a little more faith in him. By the time October rolls around, I'm like, nah, it's too cold. It's a, it's a tougher <laughs> environment out here, and that's why I think a lot of people go west. It takes it yeah. takes more to survive here. It takes more to get by. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a I measure lasted of character six here. months. I, I couldn't... I, I just... Like, y- y'all are way, like, intense. Yeah, I know. Like, look people in the eye as you pass by. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. man. I know. It, it was a very uh, confrontational time. Not 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 necessarily, like, escalating to a fight, but there's just this, like, low-key, like, key, like heightened uh, intensity about social interactions in, in at least the city proper that I, I couldn't ever quite reconcile. Um... Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, any any closing any more closing thoughts? I think we should wrap this up now. Yeah, now we're no, good. Do your thing. Wrap it. Take us out of here. Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening to this latest uh, episode of Escape from Plan A. If you like us, please subscribe to us, uh, either on iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever service uh, you use. Please rate us five stars, leave a review, and read our articles on planamag.com. We got a lot of stuff uh, written up, so check us out. And we'll see you next week. Bye all. If I got to choose the coast, I got to choose the east. I live out there, so don't go there. But that don't mean a nigga can't rest in the west. See some nice breasts in the west. Smoke some nice sets in the west. Y'all niggas is a mess, thinking I'm gonna stop giving L.A. props. All I got is beef with those that violate me. I shall annihilate these. Case closed, suitcase filled with clothes. Linens and things, I'll begin things.